Welcome, 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 as Dax Shepard would say on his podcast, but I'm welcoming you to my podcast, Life in the Fat Lane. This is episode number nine, and in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about concerts, live music, and uh, just music in general, but mostly focusing on the concert aspect. As a large person, there are some things that we need to think about before venturing into this world. You know, a lot of the things that we have to think about are the same ones that we think about with everything else, but it's good to just bundle it all together for the topic at hand. In this episode, we're going to talk about the concerts that I've been to recently, what's on the schedule for me in the future. Um, we're going to talk about what music means to me in general um, and just how much I love it and, and the things that I like to do with uh, music. And then we're going to speak about you know the topic at hand of being overweight and going to shows, whether it be in a small venue or a large venue, whether we're talking about um, you know going to a stadium or going to just a bar down the street. There's things you gotta kind of think about um, when trying to attend if you know you're a person of size. So uh, let's explore that on this episode of Life in the Fat Lane. Once again, my name is Zach. This is Life in the Fat Lane. And the first thing I want to do before we get started is I want to invite you, yes, you, to check out the show notes where you will find my social media information. So you will find the link to my link tree, which will give you all the things you need to find me on my socials, uh, to get in contact with me, because I would love to interact with you guys as much as possible. So please, please do. Um, that would be great. Let me know that you're listening, because um, like I said, I'd like to meet all of you. If you have any questions for me, if you have any show topics that you would like to uh, recommend or want me to talk about, uh, please let me know uh, so I can make sure to uh, do that, put that on, on my list, You know, which my list is empty because I just think about it as they come. So um, help me help you. So like I said in the beginning, this episode is all about live music, uh, music in general, and going to concerts and stuff like that. So actually, you know what we're going to start with today? We're going to start with a little uh, excitement. Um, I just had my yearly physical. So since we're talk about weight and weight loss and stuff too, I just had my yearly physical, and my A1C, which is the average of your blood sugar over a three-month period, my A1C is down 1.8 points. That is great. That is awesome. I'm super excited for that. Um, it's it's very big news because they I had been taken off of insulin a while ago, and we were just trying to find the right dosing for I'm on Trulicity now, uh, so just trying to get me on the right path. Eventually, I'm going to be off all medication, but to get there, I need some help now. So, A1C down 1.8 points, almost two points. That's a great, great leap um, in less than uh, about three months, um, and hopefully we can continue doing that. My doctor did put me on Farsiga, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, I'm on like day two of that, and um, the doctor warned me too. He said, you know... When I when this medication, the main purpose is to help you know lower your blood sugar, 
Now, one of the ways that Farsiga lowers your blood sugar is by helping you pee out any excess sugars. So when you start with higher numbers to begin with, guess what you're going to do a lot? You're going to pee a lot. Well, and guess what happens when you pee a lot? You get dehydrated. So guess what you got to do? You got to drink a lot more water. So not only are you drinking more water because you're peeing a lot, now you're peeing a lot because you're drinking more water. It's a vicious cycle, but hey, if it is helping, it is helping, and I will take it. Uh, one thing that I'm really excited about is uh, that it might help some of this inflammation that I have, um, some of the edema in my leg, on my left leg. So hopefully it kind of helps with a couple of things, which would be awesome. So I'm excited to keep you guys all up to date on that. Um, I was so excited to be reaching the 60-pound mark of weight loss, uh, but right now I'm at 54 pounds down, which is still great. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I've done a lot of traveling recently. I've done a lot of uh, stressful maneuvering and not really taking care of myself as much in the last few weeks as far as like diet and just sleep and all that. So to, to find that I'm at 54 pounds down is still amazing. Um, not a surprise that I'm not closer to 60, but you know what? Progress is progress. I will take it and just, I will keep living the life that I'm living. Like obviously when I'm home, I take care of myself, trying to take care of myself a lot better. Um, so let's, uh, let's keep doing that. All right, so now back to the topic at hand of music. Let's just start um, by like what music has meant to me. Now, I've done a couple of uh, papers in school about this topic, um, but as many of you know, I am a military child. I did move around a lot in my first 10 years of life. It wasn't until I was 10 years old that my dad was stationed here in Wisconsin at Fort McCoy, where he eventually retired. So until then, we moved and moved and moved and moved. Now, the one thing that always stayed the same for me, which was a constant for me, was music. I listened to country music as a kid. I still listen to country music now. It's my favorite. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Um, but yeah, I'm a country boy as far as music goes. I love it. It's my favorite. Uh, right now, Luke Combs is my favorite country singer. I've seen him seven times. No, actually, I'm seeing him next Saturday, which will be my seventh time. I think I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, later in the episode, too. But um, when I was eight years old, we lived in Germany, and my parents bought me for my birthday uh, Michael Jackson's Bad Tape. Y'all, I was an instant fan, and still am to this day. Um, so it was country music and Michael Jackson. Then... My freshman year of, no, my sophomore year of high school. So when I was about 16 years old, I was working at Walmart. And over the radio came the animal song. I said that um, wrong, I think, in the last episode, too. I Want You. Why do I keep saying the animal song? Probably because I love that song. But I Want You came on the radio at Walmart, you know, the Chicka Cherry Cola song. And instantly I was like, Oh my God, I love this. So I went and bought, bought the CD. Now, when I tell you that the music on this CD was not anything that I thought it would be, it was, it was not. I, I was expecting more of the same, but it turns out, you guys know, Truly Madly Deeply, that is my jam. That type of song, you give me 
a sappy love song or even a sappy heartbreak song. Lord, I am just in heavy heaven. Sad songs make me happy. Um, and this dude has the voice of an angel, Darren Hayes from Savage Garden. And songwriting capabilities just second to none. But music has always been there. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're doing, you can find you'll find music and you you can always listen if you have if you have a playlist that you like no matter what you're doing or where you are if that's what you need it's right there for you and that's kind of that's really uh the main thing like what music does for me is it's just always there when sometimes people aren't like people can't be there but you can always turn to to a song, you could always write a song, you can always pour your heart and soul into your own words and music and just put it out there. How awesome is that? So yeah, um, in college, I think when I was like, I was talking about one of those papers, I just talked about um, being a fan of music. And moving all around, you know, the country and the world, and, and just always having that to fall back on. So I'm very thankful for what music has done to me in the past and what it continues to do for me. Um, a couple of my favorite artists. Um, I mentioned Luke Combs uh, in country. Um, I grew up loving Reba McIntyre. I did like Garth Brooks growing up. Uh, Brooks and Dunn. Um, but Evanescence is, is one of my all-time favorites. Nickelback, um, too. When I was just getting you know into high school, and starting to, you know, have friends that had different tastes in music, you know, that stuff started to open up, and, it, and it's great. I mean, I love you. If it's good, it's good. No matter the genre, I don't care. Like, there's going to be people I like and dislike in every genre. And when I see it live, and if it's performed well live, dang it, I'm, unfortunately now, I am now a super fan. Because nothing beats live music. Um, so yeah. Okay. So that's some of my favorite artists. Um, let's talk about, well, let's just jump right into the fact of being overweight and going to concerts and stuff. So one of the things that I always worry about when I'm buying tickets to things is where am I going to sit and how big are the seats? Because not only is it yourself, like me that I have to worry about, I also have to worry about the person on my left and the person on my right. And it especially on hot concerts. So, for example, this Luke Combs concert that's coming up next week. Tickets sold out so fast. So, like, if you're trying to be picky and get an aisle seat, or you're trying to do certain things like that, it's nearly impossible to try to score a specific seat in a specific section or row or, you know, aisle, anything like that. So it could be a little frustrating at times. But I will tell you that I, well, now that I'm 40, I don't mind sitting for shows as much anymore. But man, once that music starts, I want to be standing up anyways. So I tend to now search for seats or, well, I'm going to be honest with you. If I can get into the pit, that's where I want. Because I want to get there early, I want to get into the show, and then I want to get to a railing where my big body can lean up against it 
and not just be standing in the middle of a floor all day. I've been pretty blessed to have made that happen as much as possible. Like I just saw Justin Moore and Priscilla Block in concert a couple of weeks ago here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And we got in, uh, we got a railing, and, and I was good to go. Like I don't need to lean on it, but every once in a while it's nice to be able to kind of lean on it and, and, and move your legs around and, and not be stuck on your feet the whole time. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, small venues. A lot of small venues are sit-down venues. Like the Crystal, just as an example, the Crystal Grand Theater in Wisconsin Dells here, they have a lot of older acts. So a lot of 90s country comes there. Um, Blues Traveler is scheduled to come there. Um, a whole bunch uh, in up-and-coming artists too. Um, actually, pretty good selection if you're into not just mainstream music. Uh, they get some of that too, but it's just a nice, you know, a nice array of, of sound. But that theater is all sit down. Theater seating. Some people stand up, but the crowd that generally goes there, they don't want to stand up. They want you to sit down because they can't see around you. They especially can't see around me. Uh, one funny story that I have about the Crystal Grand is I was able to buy... Um, their handicap seating. So I have learned that uh, because of my recent weight loss and everything, I'm fitting a little bit better into these seats, which is great, but it's still not ideal. But the last one, I went and saw Dwight Yoakam last year in the Crystal Grand, and I bought a handicap seat, so like a wheelchair-accessible seat. So what they do is if you don't need a wheelchair, they bring out either a folding chair or just a chair for you to use, not one of the theater seats. Now, it was, <laughs> when I had gone to my seat, they did have a regular seat in the place there, but it was one of those like banquet seats, you know, those metal framed seats um, that they usually have at like at banquets. Um, so they had that sitting there, but the problem with this chair is it sat about four inches higher than all the other theater seats. So not only is my chair sitting up higher, I'm a taller dude. Not, I mean, not very tall, but like from my butt up is pretty high. Um, and I'm a large dude too. So not only am I sitting super high, I'm sitting super wide. And I just, I felt bad for those sitting behind me, but also at the same time, you should have bought your tickets before me. <laughs> um, this, is, this is my seat, nothing I can do about it. So I did try to I did try to move like I tried to see I tried to assess the situation and see where everybody is at how the seats are working and to see if I can maneuver a little bit that everybody is having a good view because I don't want anybody to like have their experience ruined because of me that's the last thing I want and unfortunately I know it probably happens but I've been to many a show where I've been behind the person that's six foot five a farmer from Iowa that's just you know seven foot tall and 275 pounds and makes me look small. I've been there, so I get it. Um, what else? Yeah, so that was like that my experience of the Crystal Grand. Nobody complained. Nobody said anything. I think we. I think it went pretty well, especially where the artist was standing on the stage. He was off to the, you know, in the middle and, and where I was. I don't think I really ruined anybody's experience, but it's always in the back of my mind, and I'm sure it's in the back of your mind too. If, if, you know, you're a large person, um, 
So that's like a small venue. Otherwise, other small venues are, you know, maybe like a bigger bar setting to where they have like an outside stage or they have a stage in there that's kind of made like a music hall type thing. But then they don't have seats at all. And some of them don't even have like railings or anything for you to lean on. So you're just out in the middle of the floor just standing there. Now, if you're a bigger person and your legs aren't that strong or just you're not used to being up on them, that that could be a problem. So this is where you just kind of want to assess where you're going for the show and what the situation is as far as seating and just plan accordingly. Now, I will tell you, I've been through a concert where my legs felt like they were going to die, but the show was so good I didn't even care until I got home. Take some tile and I'll enjoy the show, you know? Um, You're going to have a great time. It's worth being a little sore for me to do the things I love. It's almost just like, like I love playing sports. I love tennis. I love pickleball. I love that kind of stuff. And, And when you're done playing, you're sore doing that. Or just, you know, well, I'm sore doing that. And it's worth it. So you kind of just got to, you know, weigh, weigh the benefits and the, and the uh, downsides and see what uh, is better for you. Um, I went to a show at uh, the United Center. And I've been to the Excel Energy Center, too. These are the same, like, kind of like hockey arenas. Um, so they're big shows. And the seats aren't that big. So I've had moments where they've taken me to like handicapped seating or they have like uh, standing room only, that kind of thing. Most venues will accommodate you. So take the chance and buy those tickets. Test the seat out. If it doesn't work for you, make sure you talk to somebody that works there. They want you to have a good time as well. And they're going to do everything in their power to help you out. Uh, The biggest example I have of this, I went to Vegas and I saw Sharon concert with my buddy Dane. We Dane's a big guy too. Um, but we went, we had the very last row of this arena. We thought nobody's going to be behind us. We're not going to be messing with nobody. It's going to be great. Well, I go to sit down in the seat and I do not even, I can't even pretend to squeeze a butt cheek in this thing. Like I could have just sat on the hand, the, the armrests. That's how small these seats were. Like, And not even on the side, like full on, like probably comfortably sat on the armrest, but it would not have been comfortable for anybody sitting next to me. So what did I do? I went to the lady who was working the section and I said, hey, this is kind of embarrassing, but this is what's going on. What can we do? So she radioed to some other people and they were quick to jump. They printed us both tickets and they sat us, uh, there were some uh, like folding chairs, uh, right at the top of the uh, balcony, um, right as you come into um, the theater, the arena or whatever it was for share, into this, you know, the hotel's, um, her theater. And we ended up having a great time. And, and it wasn't that embarrassing. They were so accommodating and helpful when they can be. You know, they're not always going to be able to do that. But if you need it, ask. It's not any special treatment. They would do this for anybody. So don't feel like you're getting special. And I don't want anybody else too thinking, well, wow, all these big people can't fit somewhere. So they think they need uh, and deserve special treatment. I am not saying that. I'm just saying that most places will try to accommodate everybody if it's within their power. It's not an expectation for me. I'm just saying, I mean, I've spent years not even asking. 
I just dealt with with whatever was handed to me and and you know been miserable the entire time because I can't fit in the seat. I understand that it's mostly my fault that I'm in this situation. But it is okay to ask for help and if they can help to get that help. So don't be afraid to ask. It's not I mean it's going to be tough the first couple of times, but it's not it's not a bad thing. So um, so do ask if you need it. Um, yeah, but like I said, I usually just try to get pit now if I can. Um, cause I want to stand up and sing and just be a part of the action. I want to be as close as I can. I'd love to be on the stage singing, but if I can't, I want to be as close as, to the stage as possible. I want to reach out and touch someone, you know, not really. Cause I don't want to get arrested, but Concerts, man. I just, I can't get over it. Um, so yeah, so that's really, I mean, the main thing that I wanted to express in this episode is you're going to run into so many different types of situations that you need to kind of be, you know, prepared for. But in the end, no matter where you are and what you need, don't be afraid to ask somebody because they will do their best to accommodate you. I've never run into anybody that was not willing to help at all. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about a little bit um, the concerts that uh, I've been to recently. Um, I saw the rock band Fozzy this year. You know, Chris Jericho, the wrestler's band. Uh, PJ Farley is a bass player. He is an amazing human being. And uh, um, he's friends with uh, my friend Misty. And now, I mean, I would like to consider PJ a friend of mine, uh, but I guess he's probably more of an acquaintance of mine, but he knows my name. And we've had several interactions that have been great, such a good guy. Um, and Fozzie is quickly becoming one of the bands that I've seen the most, but that's because they've been coming around the area and, and we want to go and see PJ. PJ also plays in, uh, he used to be in the band Trickster, and they do like a trickster acoustic show and they come around here often. Uh, so any chance we get, we're, we're off and running and going to see PJ. I doubt PJ is listening, but if you are, dude, you are awesome. And I appreciate you from here to the end of the earth. You're such a great guy and your music is awesome. Uh, PJ Farley, everybody. Check out his solo stuff. Otherwise, uh, Fozzie, rock. Uh, we're going to be seeing them on May 20th. They're going to be opening for Ugly Kid Joe. Do you guys remember Ugly Kid Joe? Cats in the Cradle cover uh, back in the day. Um, I used to play that song on repeat. I had the cassette tape. This is their first time touring in like 20 years or something like that. They just opened uh, uh, their first show they just did uh, a couple nights ago in Los Angeles. But they're coming uh, close to us here, so we're going to see them then. Um I just went to New York City and then the following week impromptuly <laughs> uh, bought tickets to the show in D.C. I saw Darren Hayes of Savage Garden fame. Um, that dude is amazing. Like I said, he's my favorite singer-songwriter. I can't, I can't get enough of that guy. Like He is absolutely freaking fantastic. He just, he's 50 years old now and he sounded so good life. And the show was freaking amazing. Um, it was an opportunity I had to take because I never thought I'd see him live. By the time Savage Garden was done, I, 
I was already, I was too young to really have gone to any shows and to really know that that was something that I loved to do. I hadn't really, I've only been to a couple like with my parents, you know, back home. So, um, I, I just missed that chance. And then, uh, when he went solo and his music, like then he was just a little too far away and I couldn't afford to get to wherever he was playing. And he's been out of music for 10 years and he came back with an amazing album, a critically acclaimed album. Uh, and he did, uh, the, do you remember tour, which was Savage Garden hits plus uh, his solo stuff. And, um, and you guys, it's amazing. Just talking about uh, how music, um, what music means to me. I went with my friend Angie and y'all, the music started, it was two notes in during sound check. He wasn't even on stage and I lost it. I started crying, cried the entire sound check until he came on stage and was answering questions. Then when he was done, we went out and then we came back in and the concert started and guess what else started? The, the rain of tears started again. I was, I think, uh, the way that I described it was 16 through 22-year-old me couldn't believe he was sitting there. And all the emotions that have ever come from listening to that music and what that music, has, his songs and lyrics and everything have done for me over the years, all came flooding back. And I just couldn't hold it in anymore. So seeing him in in New York, that first show, that show was for for sixteen year old me. Never thought that I'd see him perform live, and I'm listening to songs that have healed me, that have just gotten me through so many things, and it was and it was beautiful. And then on the train ride home. A couple of people on Reddit, we were talking about um, going to the show in D.C. And there was no way that I could just go to D.C. the next weekend. I was, I had just taken a, a week off of work and spent the week in New York. I can't go to D.C. next weekend. But what did I do? I ended up buying the concert ticket and flying to D.C. the following weekend. Just out of the blue. And y'all... I was meant to be at that show. So all the other shows uh, were in kind of bigger, like bigger theaters. Uh, they were full. Uh, there was a big stage production, um, and it was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was a great story telling time. It was just performed to perfection. Now, you walk into the venue in D.C., which is at Sixth and I, which is an old synagogue, which is actually a current synagogue. Um, and this building is absolutely stunning, still used as a synagogue, but they also do a lot of performing arts stuff like that. That's where, where they like to, uh, their expertise is really, I guess. Um, so they turn the synagogue into a music venue and I mean, there's comedy shows, all that kind of stuff, but there's no way that this stage show is going to be put into this, uh, onto that stage. So we got to witness those people in there and it was less than 800 people like in this, in this uh, venue allowed in this venue. So not only were there not very many of us, but we were seeing a show completely different. Unlike any of the other shows on the tour stripped down raw and literally feet away from us. 
I met some really freaking amazing people in New York, and I met some even more amazing people in D.C. that I now call friends, you know, from all over the world and all over the country. When I tell you that I was meant to be at that show in D.C., I'm not lying to you. Like, I, I really truly feel that uh, my life has changed and, and better because of going to that show. And it was something that I never had planned on and then just decided to do. And those are the things that I want to reiterate to those of you who are scared to do things because of your weight and size. For one, most people don't care. They're going to see you for you, and they're going to love you. And the people that do care, fuck them. They don't matter. You do you. And when you want to change, if you want to change and lose weight and you're trying to do that stuff, do that for you. And you're life and your longevity and your health. But yeah, so just going back to that show, it was, he even said it was probably one of his favorite shows out of the one of like two of his favorite shows on the entire tour because it was not like any of the other ones. And I never would have seen that. I never would have seen that if I didn't take the chance to go. Kind of dive headfirst into the unknown. That show was for 40-year-old me. That show was for the, for the me that lived through all that other stuff. What his music got me through, and I'm still standing here today, and I'm obviously there's things in life that I'm missing that I want that make me sad that I don't have, but at the end of the day, I'm happy. I have a great home. I have an amazing family. You can't take that away. I have amazing friends. I am so lucky. I am one of the luckiest men on this planet. To be able to do the things I love, to see the people I love, and and to have a roof over my head. I don't even I don't have to worry about anything. And I'm blessed. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say after that as far as that, but I just, I'm just thankful for the things that I have and, and I'm appreciative. Um, I used to think about all the things I don't have and I used to be sad that I'm not fit and I'm not thin and, and I have these health problems and all that. But you know what? Despite all that, I'm still living my life. While trying to, to get to where I want to be, I'm still living life. Is it a little more difficult and is there things to think about? Yes, there are and it is. But it's all worth it to do the things that I love to do. And if I ever needed help with anything, I know that I could call any one of my friends and they will be there to help. And that's a beautiful, beautiful feeling that I hope you all have. And if not, I hope you work to have. Um, so that's the concert that I just went to. Um, and then next Saturday I have Luke Combs in Minneapolis. I will be in the pit for that. I'm super excited to get to that show. Um, the week after that is the Fozzie show opening up for ugly kid Joe. And then this summer we got uh, like country boom coming up. There's a uh, country thunder here in Wisconsin that I got tickets for. And then in August, I've got tickets to see Nickelback. 
which, ooh, how amazing. One of my top concerts I've ever been to was a Nickelback Three Doors Down head, like co-headlining tour. I wasn't anywhere near the stage, and I still, and I, and I, that was one of my favorites. But uh, we're in the pit for that one, too. Me and my buddy Dusty are going to that. I am so excited for that show. But let's just do a quick little recap on being fat and going to these concerts. Like all of them, like all the other tips that I have, I want you to, um, what do I want you to do? Um, I want you to plan ahead. Try to find all the information you can ahead of time so you can plan accordingly. You don't want any surprises. I think that's one of the things that really uh, has set me apart as a more mature adult now that I've been traveling a lot more is I plan ahead so nothing's really a surprise. I know the obstacles before I see them. So like um, I know the seats are going to be tough maybe. So I'm planning ahead for that. I don't want to be shocked when I get there. I'd rather be shocked and then try to sit in a seat and I fit in it than to all of a sudden realize that I'm not going to. Um, But yeah, like I tell you all the time, do the things you want to do. Make time for them. Get up. Get out of your house. See your friends. See your family. If you don't have family, if you don't have friends, just do some stuff by yourself, man. I I love traveling by myself and doing things on my own sometimes. Just experience life and don't let it pass you by because one day you're going to wake up and it's a little too late. And I don't want you to have that feeling. All right, guys, this is where I think I'm going to end. I don't know if I covered everything I said I was going to. I kind of got off on a little tirade, uh, not really a tirade, but I got off on a little tangent about <laughs> those last shows that I went to. Um, but it really did. It did touch a place in my heart. And, and I am so thankful that I took the time to do that. Um, and the people that I met there, um, I can't wait to see them again some halfway across the world. Um, but yeah, please reach out to me if you have any questions, any concerns about flying, about traveling, driving, trains, music, concerts, venues, seats, uh, anything, anything to do with, with being overweight. Um, I've been through it too. And if you just want to talk about it, please, please reach out to me. Uh, my socials are in the, uh, bio of this episode. My name is Zach. This is Life in the Fat Lane. We'll see you guys next week for another Fat Lane Friday.